Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 and Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. Rise and shine, campers. It's going to be a good one. Welcome to the early morning edition of the 49ers Rush podcast. And I wanted to do something a little bit different today because obviously there's no 49ers football this Sunday. We play Monday Night Football instead, which is great. Uh, And so I wanted to jump on and kind of delay the Rams preview because I don't want us to be without uh, we deserve our 49ers content, and that's what we're going to create today. So I want to say thank you to everybody that showed up early, uh, that is awake before the early game kickoffs, and we're going to be spending a lot of time here. We're going to be going through, you know, very, very simple, what the 49ers future looks like with our drafts, go through detail the draft picks that we have for next year currently. We're going to go through injuries, but the one big difference Between this show and other shows that we usually do for a preview, we're going to spend a lot more time on the 49ers. Way less time on the opponent. I did not go through and do my full scouting report and history report and all that stuff because it doesn't really matter right now. The Rams don't matter. What matters is the 49ers. You have to right the ship from within before you can focus on anything outside of your own vessel. That's just where we are. So uh, we'll touch a little bit on the Rams and obviously the, you know, the news for all the trades and all those different things. But we are going to focus almost exclusively 
on the 49ers moving forward. I uh, do want to say shout out to all the countdown crew showing up early. I know this is, what, 12 hours earlier than we usually go, but I wanted to get this done uh, and out there before the early kickoffs uh, just so that we could kind of see, um, get that content out there. That's what we're wanting to do. Now, I got a lot of questions and emails about what the 49ers' future looks like with the draft. Okay, so let's do that first before we jump into the game because I think this is important. Uh, what's up, Thomas? I see you from Germany, man. Love it. Represent, buddy. Um, and, and so the 2022 NFL draft, it's not near as bad or as scarce as a lot of people think. A lot of people are like, oh, we don't have any picks. Wrong. We have eight picks in the NFL draft next year. Eight, currently. Um, let's go through those. We have our own second round pick. Now, obviously, we traded away our first round pick for Trey Lance. Um, we'll have to see if that one pans out. We have our second round pick. We have our third round pick. And we have our fourth round pick. We have our fifth round pick. That's whenever it gets kind of crazy. Our We have a sixth round pick from the Broncos. That was the Jonas Griffith trade, right? We packaged our seventh Jonas Griffith to the Broncos. We got their sixth. We have three comp picks in the seventh round. One for Kerry Hyder one for Solomon Thomas, and one for C.J. Beathard. C.J., what? Um, so that's our eight picks. Now, we gave up the first rounder for Trey Lance, and our comp pick in the third round, that's what we gave. We didn't trade our original third round pick. We traded our compensation pick that we received for the minority signing away from Robert Sala and uh, Martin Mayhew. That was traded away, and then we traded away our own sixth round pick for Jordan Willis. If you remember, we got a seventh last year which I think we traded um, anyway, but we traded that away. Um, so that's kind of where we are. We have eight picks moving forward. So it's not like the 49ers are, you know, devoid of draft capital. Absolutely not. Uh, each team gets seven. We have eight. Now, do we have a first-round pick? No. Um, and Twitter and social media will tell me we're bad at the first round anyway. So <laughs> we always want those first-round picks. It's whatever. Um, and also, I will attest to this. We will be live in Vegas where this draft is going to be next year. We are putting together, you know, we do the 49ers rush road trip and we get in and, you know, we go to all these, uh, we, we still have the LA trip left on the schedule this year. That's the last week of the season, which is going to be a blast down Los Angeles. We got a beach freaking hotel. We're throwing a beach party. It's going to be an absolute incredible time. So if you haven't yet head over there to 49ers rush road trip, get your tickets and listen to me, whatever I say, get your tickets. People didn't listen for Chicago. We sold it out. And we hit capacity at like 100 plus. And the people that didn't have tickets couldn't get in just due to the fire code. So get your tickets. All the people that showed up late but still had tickets, they got in. So head over there. Get your tickets. We're trying to set up a tailgate uh, for that Los Angeles game. Working on the details of that. But we still have some time because that game's not until January. Uh, that's the week 18 game. Now. Let's transition. Here we go. Let's talk a little bit about this game because this is what's important, right? Let's spend some time right here. And, man, Jeremy, he coming out throwing shots. I love it. Would you rather sell your soul like the Rams did for one year or put your future into the Niners? Um, do both is not an option. Seems like Niners need to live a little more in the now. I don't think there's much that they could do. Let's say, hypothetically, the 49ers were able to get uh, Von Miller. The 49ers were able to get Odell Beckham Jr., right? All those things. Would that make us a Super Bowl contender this year? I don't believe it would. Would it make it better? Yeah, 100% it would. But at the same time, 
I don't think the 49ers are in a position to push all the chips in right now. We're three and five, right? You, you look at the Rams, well, they're a little bit different. They're seven to two. So it, 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 we're in completely different situations. I'll tell you this. I don't, I'm not one of those teams that ever wants to like push in and because then if you lose, what was it for? If the Rams don't win a Super Bowl this year or next year, I'm telling you right now, like people aren't going to be there. Do they have the pieces in place to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I think they do. Will they? We'll have to see. A lot of things got to go your way. There's no doubt about that. So with, with the 49ers where they are right now, yeah, future. And we're going to talk a lot about that in today's episode because you've got to, and if you're building for the future and you're the 49ers, you got to make some different changes. You, you have to change the personnel decisions that you're making within your own roster. I don't care about Von Miller or OBJ. What do you have? I care about Jalen Moore. I care about Demo, right? I care about Trey Sermon. I care about Trey Lance. Those are the... I don't care about all the mercenary veterans. That's not... 49ers aren't there. I care about the young upcomers that we have on our roster that we currently have. And that's what we got to focus on. What's up, Iron Lion? He says, love the content positivity. Uh, showing love from Okinawa. Good Lord. I don't want to know what time it is over there. I think it's late. I think it's late there. Uh, but appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Now, let's go to the injuries. This was Thursday's injury report. And it is, uh, it is, it's full. All right, injuries today. Um, Mo Hurst, uh, calf still won't practice. Jimmy Ward, quad won't practice. Hasty ankle won't practice. Sanu, knee won't practice. Tavon Wilson, foot won't practice. Trey Kirkpatrick, um, ankle won't practice. Elijah Mitchell, ribs limited. George Kittle, calf limited. Eric Armstead, neck limited. Emmanuel Mosley, neck limited. Josh Norman, rib limited. So that was Thursday, okay? And it was like, oh, crap, here we go. It's another murderer's row of injuries. But the 49ers do this every week. They want – Kyle Shanahan's all about head games. And we'll hear a clip, you know, demonstrating that later on. But here's the official injury report heading into the game. It's 150. Oh, 150. That's – yeah, I was wrong. So it is late. Hopefully you're partying, having some drinks, buddy. Uh, glad to have you with us, Iron Line. 150 in the morning. Um, over in Okinawa. That's faithful right there, man. I love it. So here's our official one. Out. These are players that have already been declared out. Jamichael Hasty. He's out. What's that mean? Should mean Jeff Wilson time. That's what it should mean. Now, <laughs> okay, I'm going to play this clip talking about Trey Sermon, and then I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. So I'm going to let you have a little bitty moment because you deserve it. It's early Sunday morning, and they're going to take it away. So just understand, enjoy it, and then I'm taking it away. Trey's doing good, too. You know, Trey, you know, like I said last week, Trey, I thought you guys saw when he got his opportunities with the injuries, uh, when all those guys got hurt. I thought he did better in his second and third game than his first game. Um, and then we've got our guys back. But losing Hasty, um, who we'll see if he's – he probably he won't be up this week. Um, we'll give Sermon another opportunity to get back at it. Jermichael, uh, sorry, Trey Sermon will play zero snaps this week on the offense, unless there's an injury. It's going to be 100%. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be the rookie, but not that rookie, right? Elijah Mitchell will be the bell cow, and then you're going to have Jeff Wilson be the third down in spelling. That's what it's going to be. Trey Sermon will not get any place. I hate to tell you that. Don't expect it. It's not happening. Maurice Hurst is out with the calf. He's missed a lot of time. Kirkpatrick is out with an ankle. So... Let 
the kids play. I think Javi um, with fourth and gold. I saw him put that out. Let the kids play. It's time. Where are you? We're three of five. Why do we have these mercenaries that have no hope for a future? And it'd be another thing if they were quality free agent. Kirkpatrick, how many touchdowns has he given up in so few snaps? Josh Norman, who's, you know, questionable, might not play, shouldn't play, should never play again for this team. How many penalties do you have to give? How many big plays do you have to give up before we care? Will the rookies step in and be amazing? No. Are they going to be worse than Kirkpatrick? They cannot be. <laughs> it's impossible. Number 27. Really? Is he part of our future? Might be a great guy. Might be versatile. How is that helping us build for the future? Here is the defensive coordinator, D'Amico, talking about Ambry, Thomas, and Diamador Lenore, who, golly, man, they both should be getting... If I was the coach, they would be alternating series until one of them grabs hold. I'd start with Demo, then I'd put Ambry Thomas out there and alternate series. Let them play. Yeah, I think Ambry and, and Demo, both of those guys have been working. I think they're, they're coming along really well. You know, if, if it comes to it, those guys can go out there and play for us. I think they've been, they've been getting better uh, these past couple of weeks. They've been getting better, and they've been you know, fighting to earn the right to be out there. So I'm uh, happy with where those guys are and where they are progressing. You're happy with where they are and where they're progressing. Let them play. Get them out there. Uh, man, I, it, it's time. It's not like Demo looked incredible, okay? Every Thomas has looked bad nonstop from training camp to preseason. Yeah, every Thomas looked bad. Demo did it. Demo had one bad play. One. And then after that, it was healthy scratch. Really? And, and maybe he hasn't been the best practicer. I don't care. The dude can play. The physicality, the speed, he has it all. And yeah, he got burned one play. How many times has Kirkpatrick got burned? How many times? So help these guys transition into playing time. It's important. It's important. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, he's out with that knee, uh, took that terrible shot on a high pass. And so that's going to be Juwan Jennings. That's a positive. Again, not a rookie. Second-year player that showed promise. He's had limited snaps, getting about 15 a game. I expect that to be up in the 40s today. Now, they'll probably promote Travis Benjamin, which is okay, but Juwan Jennings should be the guy. So you, you plug Juwan Jennings into that number three wide receiver role where he gets 40 snaps or so, and then you promote Travis Benjamin into the Juwan Jennings role where he spells him and gets about 10 to 15 snaps. That's what I want. And again, that's the number three spot. Right, uh, Trent Sherfield, who I love, he's the one and two guy. He plays the same spots that Ayuk and Debo play, which is a completely different position than what Sanu does. So that's why I want Juwan Jennings to get those snaps. Maybe you transition Sermon or sorry, uh, Trent Sherfield in there, but I doubt they do that. Uh, Shanahan's notorious for keeping people at a certain position as a backup, uh, and to a fault, to a fault. Let's, let's be honest. Um, and then Tavon Wilson, uh, our safety, our backup safety, he's out with the foot. But the good news is Jimmy Ward should be back. He's questionable with his quad. And I think this is one of the best things because, again, another rookie. You can see where this focus of this podcast is going, right? Develop for the future. Huff has been incredible. Whenever he didn't have Jimmy Ward, the vet, back there with him, he became susceptible for sure. So getting... Jimmy Ward back out there, probably one of the leaders of the defense, if not the leader of the defense. I think that helps Huff more than anybody. 
Um, Josh Norman, his rib, he's questionable. Please, God, don't ever play again for my team. I do not want to see him out there. Um, I do not want to see him out there. Arden Key is out with an oblique, and that hurts because Arden Key's been good, but now it's Charles O'Menehue's time. That trade came in very good. It's probably not the trade everybody wanted, but it's the trade we deserved, right? Uh, Batman quote. Um, and, and, like... Oh, sorry. It's it's not the trade we deserved. It's the trade we wanted. I think I did that right. Um, Christopher Nolan fans, come at me hard. Um, but Charles O'Menehue, he's going to be filling in as that outside guy. That That's where we're at now. Now, let's look at them because they're hurting too. They lost their number two wide receiver, Robert, Robert Words. Uh, he tore his ACL. And good Lord, happened 24 hours after they, you know, signed Odell, um, which... Sometimes things just got to go your own way. You know, we did a podcast yesterday for all of my, uh, the Patreon fans. And so it's called the Rush Hour. And it, it was an absolute blast. We basically detailed all of the midseason awards for the 49ers. We detailed all the NFL midseason awards. And again, if you want to go catch that, that's up right now. Head over to patreon.com. 49ers Rush Podcast. Join. You get access to that. We're going to start doing extra podcasts um, over there just for them. And so nothing's being taken away from here, but it's just an extra way to try to build up some support and say thank you to those that are supporting the podcast financially. You know, this is turning into my full-time job next year, and we're trying to build and kind of bridge that so that uh, I'll be able to eat next year, <laughs> uh, which if you see me, I'm a big dude. So I I, I got a big bill for food. Uh, so help, help Chapman's eat. Don't starve the children, guys. Don't starve the children. All right. Uh, now back to Odell. And... We talked a little bit about what this means, and I don't expect him to play very much. I'm thinking maybe 10 to 15 snaps. That's about it, unless he catches on. But uh, here is the 49ers coaching staff talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and what that means. I had so many more problems before him. Now, <laughs> now there's extra problems. Now, uh, the news broke yesterday, I think. You know, you know, everyone knows OBJ is a, is a great player. He's been a great player in this league for a long time. You know, the Rams already presented us with a ton of problems with the guys they had, you know, a pretty good team already. So for them to add OBJ is really good ad for them and a big challenge for us. But, you know, at the end of the day, players got to go make plays. So, you know, we're up for the challenge. We have to go out and just play our game and make plays. That doesn't really matter who lines up across from us. Just It doesn't matter. Again, I love that it's about us. It's not about them. It's about us. I love the, the verbiage that's coming out. And again, same thing on offense with Mike McDaniels, which we'll hear some things later. Odell Beckham Jr. is not going to shape this game. He's not. Guess what? Von Miller's questionable. I, I told you all this last week. Von Miller's not going to play tomorrow. They're going to rest him. So all the people throwing hissy fits about, oh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller, they're not even playing. Like, OBJ might get 15 snaps and return punts. That's going to be about it. Von Miller's not even suiting up. So he's not going to be out there. So just just understand, like, those guys, yeah, it's headlines. And in our society today, that's what we want. We want headlines. That's not what's going to uh, help this game. Oh, my gosh, look at this question. The Newt. He says, John, would you rather Norman or number 27? Um, neither. No. No. <laughs> I, I don't want either one of them. I would prefer... Trey Sermon to play corner than either one of those two options. 
None of those things help us win now. None of those things help us build for the future. That's my thing. Three and five. Three and five. Now, ideally, if those are my only two options, I would choose Norman outside and number 27 in the slot. But again, I do not want Norman wearing my team's jersey. And it is my team, right? That's how I see it because I support this team financially with, you know, buying jerseys for my kids and we support it. Like, and so that's what's important. Like, that's how I see it. So you take that however you want. I don't want those guys representing me. I just don't. I, I do not. I don't want my kids. Why is that guy on our team? They're, they're trash. They are trash. I don't want them around at all, at all. Um, now, they have other people focusing on the Rams. They, their injury report's big, too. Their sitter, Brian Allen, probably not going to play. Uh, they have two corners out, uh, Dante Dreon and Darius Williams. They have another wide receiver out besides Robert Woods and Ben Skowernick. Like, they have some issues. There's no doubt about it. It's not just an us issue. That That's not what it is. They've got issues as well. Um, now... This one's going to be interesting. And I'm going to be real because, you know, we're, we're going to pay some bills right now with my bookie. We're going to talk some bets of the weeks. I'm not touching this 49ers game no matter what. Uh, if you want to, you can. I am not. More is always better. That's why my bookie instantly doubles all first-time deposits. With the double your funds, you can then double your action. More importantly, double your wins. So... Getting in on the action's never been easier. I can bet all my favorite currencies as well, including cryptos. So, with the extra, with the, all that extra scratch, why not get in on the best matchup of the week at my bookie? Huge Monday Night Football game we're going to be talking about all week uh, with the 49ers and the Rams. Holy cow, it's going to be crazy. But don't wait. Head to mybookie.ag today to redeem your double deposit bonus. All you have to do is use my promo code 49ers49ERS. That's it. Receive your double deposit instantly. That's promo code 49ers so that you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, where are the 49ers? I couldn't believe this. The 49ers are only three and a half point underdogs. Um, the over-under set at 50. I'm not touching either of those things. Uh, this this game is it's it's off the wall, man. It could go so many different ways. Can the 49ers win this game? Yeah, we're going to talk about how they do that. Do I think they're going to do it? No, I don't. Uh, they have not performed well against a team with a good quarterback at all all year. Um, I don't expect that to change. More on the defense and the offense, to be honest with you. Um, if I could pick one of the biggest flaws of this team, it's the defense. It's not the, the offense is bad and very inconsistent and lots of mistakes, turnovers, all that stuff. But no, no, the defense is just consistently bad. Last two weeks, the 49ers defense has been the worst in the NFL, and it's not close. So I'm not touching that bet at all. But I do have some bets of the week. I loaded a bunch of those up over on Patreon, some season-long bets as well. But uh, for my bet of the week, I'm doing a two-team teaser, which I'm excited about. Um, a plus seven teaser. So I'm taking the Jets plus 20.5 points versus the Bills. So the Jets have to lose by 21 points. Um, Mike White's starting again, part two. Uh, they would have covered last week, but uh, he got injured in the first, and they still almost covered at the end of it. And then I'm taking the Browns plus 9.5 versus the Pats. Pats have some key injuries, uh, key offensive players out, and I think that's just going to be a close game anyway. I think the Browns have the better roster. 
Um, and I think they have something to prove with that Odell trade. They came out on fire. So this is a huge game. The Browns versus the Patriots. And one of the best games of the week, in my opinion. I'm going to be watching that one big time. But the Browns plus nine and a half versus the Patriots. So basically, Pats have to win by 10. Uh, they play everybody close. Lots of sacks. Lots of turnovers on the Patriots side. I think, um, uh, what's it called? Um Mac Jones, uh, he's got better, but he's still leading the NFL in turnovers. He's got more turnovers than um, touchdown passes. So we'll see. I think that's just going to be a FUD game. So bet 10 to win 17 on that two-team teaser. Again, I'm taking the Jets plus 20.5, Browns plus 9.5. And, and this is usually what we do um, early on. Um, you, you know, in the midpoint of the season, man, I, I believe in taking those points. And as it transitions – then it changes a little bit. But I, I'm all in on the freaking Mike White thing. And it basically came out earlier today on Twitter. If Mike White dominates, he's going to get the chance to start again. We'll have to see if they can do that against the Bills, which are a very good defense. So we'll see here. Um, now, let's go. Let's talk about this. Uh, John received a Patrick Willis and Nick Bosa jersey for my birthday. What's up, Michael? Congratulations, man. Um, I, I love it. Jason asked this. Jimmy G next season outcome. I'll say this. I I don't see a trade market for Jimmy Garoppolo at his current number. I don't think it exists. I really, really don't. So, you know, if, I, if I'm looking at it, what I'm going to say is this. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Jimmy will either be dealt for a late round swap where it's kind of like a Teddy B thing where like we're eating a lot of the salary, which we don't have to because we can just cut them. It's not guaranteed. But let's say we get a fifth and we keep like five million of the salary, something like that. I can see something along those lines. You ain't playing. You're not trading Jimmy Garoppolo for a first, second, third. It, it just doesn't exist. There's no way that takes place. Not with how he's played. Now, I will say this. The last two games for Jimmy Garoppolo... Those have been the best two games in two years. 2020 season, 2021, Jimmy Garoppolo's best games. Not great, best games. So, 
If he continues that, uh, maybe it goes up. I will say this. It is a very bad quarterback draft. So there's going to be a team that thinks they can win that's going to be without a QB next year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there's only one Deshaun Watson going to get traded. And, you know, again, I, I don't know, man. We're going to see. There, there's not much of a market out there for that guy. I mean, I'm just being real. Now let's transition to how can the 49ers win this game? Because they can't. There, there's no doubt about it that the 49ers can beat this team. But listen to this. The Rams have one win versus a winning team. That's it. One. That was against the Bucs. The Bucs are pretty dang good. That was a long time ago. That was week two, I think. So you look at kind of where the uh, it was week three. Yeah, listen to the teams they beat. These are the wins for the Rams. The Bears, okay, cool. Not that good. We beat them. The Colts, okay, not that good. They barely beat them. We lost. We had four turnovers there, right? Uh, they beat Seattle. They beat the Giants. They beat the Lions. They beat the Texans. Those literally are the bottom dweller teams in the NFL. And the Rams got spanked by the Titans without Derrick Henry. They got spanked by the Cardinals. It's not like this is, uh, oh my gosh, this is the best team in the NFL. No. And I, I get that we buy that narrative because of the star power and LA and the stadium and Stafford and all these names. That's not who they are, guys. Can they win the Super Bowl? Yes. Have they proven that they are a quality team in the NFL? I think they've proven they can beat bad teams. If we're a bad team tomorrow, we're going to get beaten. There's no doubt about it. We got to show up. And listen to George Kittle. People talking about leadership and lack of this and lack of that. Listen to this right here. Listen to George Kittle right here. You know, we've never, I think everybody, when things aren't going right, everybody's trying to find an answer. Hey, you got to fix this. You got to fix that. Oh, you guys aren't doing this right. You guys aren't doing that right. I mean, at the end of the day, we're turning the ball over and we're not getting enough stops on defense. Like, we're putting our defense in bad situations. We're not playing team football. Like, we're just not, three phases aren't just, they're not synced up. So, are there a billion answers out there that everybody wants to solve, whether people are sitting on their couch, people on ESPN, reporters, players, coaches? Yeah, we want to fix the problem. We want to win games. Um, but you watch the tape and continue, all I see is high effort, guys grinding. Um, you watch the tape, there's a couple MAs here and there, and hey, MAs are things that you can fix. You really can, like extra coaching, extra practice, working hard. But the thing that I love about this team is, I mean, I don't feel like we've ever given up. I don't think there's – you don't look at the team and you see loafs ever. And you can win games with guys that give high effort 24-7. I mean, I felt like that – we've done that multiple times in the past. And, like, I wouldn't say we've always had the most talented team, you know, in the NFL. I think we have fantastic players at a lot of positions. But we always have is guys that step up and guys that practice really hard that translates into games. And – you know, that's one thing that we've been struggling with is that translation to games, whether that's the turnovers or, um, uh, like I said, I mean, like red zone touchdowns, we've given up a couple here and there more than we'd like to. But I think overall, I mean, we have a team that wants to win, wants to get better. And you can see that every day by watching the practice tape. And you know, that encourages me for the rest of the season, especially this Monday. That, that's, I mean, golly, turnovers and defense. That's it. The 49ers are almost dead last in the NFL in turnovers, and we're almost dead last in the NFL in forced turnovers. That's it. You want to find one metric that reflects why the 49ers are 3-5? and five? It's turnovers. You want to find a second one? It's missed tackles. You fix those two things, two simple things, this team changes. Can the 49ers make the playoffs this year? Hell yeah, they can. They're one game out. Will they? It's up to us, not anybody else. It's up to us. That's why we're not spending all this time talking about the Rams. That's not what it is.
And again, the defense is the biggest issue. Turnovers and the defense. Defense is underperformed. Listen to D'Amico, who I like, and I'm glad he's our defensive coordinator. Does he have flaws? 100%. Personnel issues? Yeah, very poor. Um, tackling? We're not there. But the answers that he has, he's correct. Hear him out right here. So, you know, when things aren't going good, you know, as a as a leader or whatever it is, I think everybody just has to take a step back and hit hit the reset button, right? One one thing that happens when things aren't going well, everyone tries to panic and you try to find oh, it was this reason, that reason. Everybody just has to, you know, hit reset and just get back to doing the basic things the right way. And that's it's it's football, right? So we gotta we gotta tackle. <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta attack the ball, right? We gotta run it. We gotta throw it and catch it, right? We just gotta get back to the basis of fundamentals. And I just, when I was ever in these positions, it's just remind guys, you know, you get back to what got you here. You know, remind guys what got you into the NFL, what made you special, what set you apart. Just go be that guy. And when if you when you're that guy, you go do it on Sunday, Monday, whenever it is. When you go do that collectively, everybody doing that as a team. That's when things are changed. It's not about pressing and trying to do something different. Everybody just has to be themselves, be who you are, and the reason why, why you were in this position, why you're in the NFL. Just playmakers got to go make plays. That's one thing I was telling our defense is that's when things are changed. No matter how you look at it in this league, right, playmakers make plays. And when your playmakers are making plays, you got an opportunity to go win and change things. Right now on the defensive side, only one person is making plays, and that's Nick Bosa. Um, Eric Armstead, I guess you could give it to him. He should have had two sacks, but the refs took one away. Like, that's it. That's it. On the defensive side, those two are balling out. Warner, he had a chance to make some plays. He left him on the field, especially with the fumble. Um, Jimmy Ward out. That hurt our safeties, our corners. Yeah, really, really bad. <laughs> it's just bad. So make plays. Tackle, make plays. Stop turning the ball over. Very simple. Now, a couple questions. Uh, Caesar, who's playing right tackle? All right, man. Uh, hey, I got this later on the podcast. We'll do it now. I love it, Caesar. Let's listen to Kyle, and then we'll jump in there. Team. Am I right to assume you don't want to reveal who's going to be your starting right tackle? Um, no, I don't. don't no, I don't want to reveal it. So you have, uh, you guys both, uh, John Lynch and yourself, have talked about how Aaron Banks is coming on. Um, this doesn't seem like it would be the time to have two different starters on the right side of your line. But how are you kind of approaching what's your mindset as far as trying to figure out which pieces go in which spots for this upcoming game? Um, well, we have one spot open. Okay, when we feel that Aaron Banks is ready to go and can be more consistent than Brunskill, and that's the way to go, we'll do that. Um, we obviously don't feel that way yet. On the right side, we lost our right tackle for the year, so we're going to try to figure out who's our best right tackle to replace him. Aaron Banks doesn't play tackle, so he's not in that conversation. I like how he tried to get into semantics there as his answer. You can tell he's perturbed, right? Okay, so Aaron Banks, that's another thing. He's not playing this week. Uh, he'll probably be called up, but I doubt he plays outside of an injury. Now, right tackle, there's no doubt in the world who this should be. And again, this, this is my overarching theme during this section of the podcast. Have to quit playing mercenary vets that are not quality vets. Okay? Tom Compton is that by definition. 
was never a quality starter in the NFL at any point. He was a utility offensive lineman that can play inside and outside, can't play it well, undersized, run blocks fairly well, right? This is kind of the Kyle Shanahan MO. Run blocks fairly well, very bad in pass protection. Jalen Moore, exact opposite, okay? Jalen Moore is a tackle, again, hybrid that they wanted to play at guard, but during training camp, he showed out that, guess what? He's the best tackle they had. The problem was... Kyle Shanahan's very bad at player roster management. Very bad with what he has, okay? I'm not, I, don't, I don't think we have the issue with drafting like most people do. We don't know what we drafted. We could have drafted Creed Humphrey, who's the best freaking rookie offensive lineman maybe in the past decade. We could have drafted him. We wouldn't know what he is because he would not play for Kyle Shanahan if he had him on his roster. He would be sitting because Kyle Shanahan redshirts all rookies unless there's injuries to allow them to have an opportunity. I'm telling you right now, if Raheem Mostert was healthy, if Jeff Wilson was healthy, we would have never seen Elijah Mitchell. You would have never seen him. So, like, it's all the the playing time that rookies got, Talanoa Hufanga, we would have never seen him if it went for Tart getting injured. That's just the reality of the situation. So, I don't care if it's Asante Samuel Jr. I don't care if it's maybe Jamar Chase would have been out there, but I don't even know that. Like, it doesn't matter. We don't know. It's an incomplete. I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher, right? So if I'm filling out the report card for this, it's incomplete because they haven't even shown up yet because Kyle won't let us see them. He will not let us see these rookies. But the one game that we saw Jalen Moore, whew, dude was on fire. I mean, he was incredible. So who's going to play at right tackle? My guess of what will happen, not what should happen. Tom Compton probably gets the first a series out there, and then we'll see one series with uh, Jalen Moore. Very similar to what happened at guard last year with Colton McKivitz and Tom Compton, right? They would rotate that to see who would kind of take over it eventually. Sadly enough, Tom Compton won it. Um, we have called up Colton McKivitz from the practice squad, though. He's back with us. Um, but here is the offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniels, talking about Jalen Moore. There's a couple cryptic words and phrases in here that I thought were key, so I wanted to play this. It's a longer clip, but I think it's very uh, paramount to understanding what's going to happen moving forward. It's um, It's been good to see him progress. He had a good day of practice um, today. Uh, a lot of guys did. It was a pretty good day of practice today. Um, it's like anything else, you know. It's it's hard enough to be a rookie uh, in the league, let alone um, flip sides. But, you know, that's what he's been preparing to do um, all season be, with being the swing tackle or, or sixth guy or, you know, rotating with Tom. And um, so he, he we're very happy, just like we always are with Jalen, because he uh, he doesn't get worse. He gets better. So today was um, better in the reps than yesterday. And you hope for tomorrow to be and the game to be um, a lot easier for him than it would have been had it happened last week. Yeah, and so, like, okay, the phrases that I heard in there that kind of contradict what Kyle said. Uh, he's been working to be the swing tackle all year. Kyle said he hasn't taken any work at the right side, which we know is not true. Like, that's just not the reality. I understand your love for Tom Compton. Total BS, okay? It's wrong. It's wrong. And Jalen Moore has showed out. Tom Compton has never showed out. So even if Jalen Moore steps in, do I think that he's going to have issues? Yes, 100%. But again, pay attention. This is the overarching theme of this show. So please listen. The question was asked earlier. Do you sell it off for now or do you build for the future? 
Well, you're three and five, so selling it off for now is not, <laughs> it's not a good choice. You build for the future, and you understand there's going to be mistakes. Tom Compton, Josh Norman, Drake Kirkpatrick, they're going to have mistakes as well, but zero potential for the future of this franchise. Jalen Moore, yeah, put him out there. Put him out. Is he going to get beat? Is he going to give up a sack? Probably. But that's okay because can he be the right tackle of the future? That's the goal. Nobody believes Tom Compton is. Does that make sense? So I, I think Jalen Moore will play this week. I really, really do. Um, do I think that he starts and plays every snap? No, I do not. I think Compton goes out there first series, Jalen Moore second series, and then it's kind of whoever plays the best after that. But I, I fully expect them to kind of rotate. You know, Kyle Shanahan introduced it with two series for Compton last year, two series for McKivitz. So might see some of that as well. What's up, Benny? Uh, Benny Mendez, good friend, finally made it to a live show. Go Niners. Uh, appreciate you being here, man. Uh, next question, Reynaldo. Do you think that Trey Lance will play Monday? Uh, actually, and again, this is one of the big ones on what I think should happen and what will happen. Do I think Trey Lance plays? I do not. Listen to the, <laughs> Kyle's getting a little upset during these press conferences. It's kind of, it's fun. I ain't going to lie. Um, but I'll let this play and we'll talk about what I think is going to happen with Trey Lance because I don't think he's played this week. And I think that's a huge mistake. Do you expect that Trey Lance will play more in the second half of the season? Uh, it depends how our season goes. I think I've, you know, I've said the same answers with that since the beginning, so I don't know how many different ways I can say it. What, what do you mean, though? Because I mean, you do have packages for him every game. Yeah, and that's so, so does that read, I mean, so you guys know that answer, right? right? Every time he's up, there'll be packages for him, and he'll always be an option to play. See how the season goes. Because I thought his question was, is he ever going to become the guy? And that's how I have to see how the season goes. Um, when he's ready, when our team's ready. Obviously, if there's, you know, there's nothing to play for and stuff, you make that decision with a lot of guys trying to prepare guys for the next year and stuff like that. <laughs> you can tell he's not happy with what is happening there. Um, and here's what I'll say. I'll be very, very frank and very honest, okay? And again, it's all context. Has Jimmy Garoppolo pay, played his best two games out of the past two years? Yes. Was it enough for the 49ers to win? Well, it was against a bad Bears team. It was not against, you know, a, a good JV <laughs> a Cardinals team. It wasn't, it wasn't good enough. The, the turnover at the end kind of sealed it. Regardless, I, I don't care. Allow Trey to get five to ten snaps. I, I'm not calling for Trey Lance to start. Should he start? Yeah, probably with the three and five team. Um, you know, probably, but the worst thing that you can do is just let him sit nonstop, allow him to get some work, allow him to get some work in the game. It's not a bad thing. Remember how successful he was in the red zone whenever he was coming in, you know, during, um, training camp, whenever he came in the first week, um, of the season, like he threw the first touchdown pass, his very first pass, like uh, given it was against the lions. Uh, sorry, Don Burr, but it's there. It's there. The kid needs work. He's the future of this franchise. There's no doubt about that. He's the future of Kyle Shanahan. A lot of people want to talk about like, oh, we got to move off from Kyle and all those things. That's fine. Like, I'm not, I disagree with that take because he deserves, whether, again, his poor roster management on game days, all that stuff. I can't stand that. I do want to see what Trey Lance looks like with Kyle Shanahan. As this season goes on, it seems less and less likely that we are going to get to see that, and that pisses me off. I feel like 
This is a disservice to Trey, to Kyle, to the fans, to the team. And whenever you come out and you say things like, well, we'll have to see where our team is, what you're implying is we cannot win with Trey Lance at quarterback in our current situation. And I think that's wrong. You go back to the one start that Trey Lance had, again, that was against the Cardinals. Well, the quote after the game was, Trey played well enough for us to win. Um, and, yeah, it's Shot J. He deserves to get annoyed. He gets asked the same questions just like my emails uh, nonstop, right? It, it's just like, yeah, it's the same over and over again. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. That's what, you know, I, I'm here to answer questions. Kyle's there to answer questions. You can be pissed off, but you still got to answer questions. That's what it is. And at some point until you change it, it you got to expect more of them. It's just what it is. Now back to the game itself, this Monday night kind of microcosm of our se our season. some point, you got to win a divisional game, all right? We're 0 for 3 right now. Are we about to be 0 for 4? Obviously, the Rams are the better team this year so far. Can the 49ers win it? Yes. The things that you cannot do, turnovers, missed tackles, that's key. Offensively, if we're looking at this, it is, uh, it's so simple. The 49ers offense has moved relatively well. They really, really have. And Kyle Juszczyk, this is a fullback. Fullbacks don't usually say things like this. I think this is one of the keys. We saw five deep passes from Jimmy Garoppolo last week. Five passes that traveled 20-plus yards or more. He only completed one of those. But regardless, just the attempted passes themselves, that affects a defense. So listen to Kyle talk about what he thinks one of the keys to the game is moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the key is to keep them off balance. You know, if you're just sitting back there taking it, now they can they get to run all their fun stuff. They get to bring this guy, bring this guy, line Aaron, Aaron up in whatever position. Uh, so I think it's key for us to be on the aggressive. Got to be aggressive. Stretch the field. That's going to help your run game. Do not allow... Um, defensive alignment sets to check out of your run plays, you still have to run the ball. You cannot run the ball 11 times against the Rams and hope to win. You can't do it. I don't care if you're averaging 2.5 yards per carry. You still have to run the ball 20 times. Minimal. To even have a chance at this game. Cannot just throw the ball. It's not who you are. It's not how you built your roster. Don't allow somebody else to take you out of your game. You be who you are. And all these questions about Kyle Shanahan and the Yorks and Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo and Fred Warner and all, what it doesn't matter. All of them get solved with one thing, and it's simple. Kyle Juszczyk, he's a smart guy. He's a pretty smart guy. I think he gets it pretty well. Yeah, my biggest thing I've, I've talked to all the young guys and even the vets is just uh, what a week-to-week -week league this is and how quickly things can be turned on its head. And um, there's kind of two ways to look at this week. You could look at what a challenge it is. We're playing against the L.A. Rams, one of the best teams in the league, a division uh, opponent. You're on Monday night football. Uh, backs are against the wall. We're three and five. Uh, a lot of people could see that as a challenge, but I look at it as an opportunity. Um, the bigger the challenge, the bigger the opportunity, because if we can go out and get a win against all those different you know, difficulties that I just put out there, um, that just creates more momentum. It makes the win uh, count for even just a little bit more. And I feel like it can, it can really swing and turn the season around. And if we can go out there, get a W on Monday night, um, it's going to set things off in the right direction. Yeah, wins change it all. You go back to after the Bears game and a little bit of reprieve from, all right, things are starting to, you know, whatever, and then you, you crap the bed against the Cardinals at home. 
Winning cures all. And you can talk about leadership, play calling, roster management, whatever. It doesn't matter. When you win, things change. Now, Shot Jay, he says this. Based on how Lance has been handled thus far, how confident are you that we can develop him to his fullest potential, right? We have the one game. That one game was a dumpster file. Benny, I, I think, says it very, very well. Okay, He says, Kyle ran Trey into the teeth of the Cardinals' defense over and over again with no lead back or protection. Um, he could have been hurt. Actions speak louder than words, Kyle. Well said. You're not wrong, Benny. You're not wrong. But that's one game. Okay, If you go back to preseason, training camp, all those things, Trey Lance was successfully operating the offense as we saw what Trey could be. I don't know what it is about Kyle Shanahan versus divisional opponents, whether it's the Cardinals, the Rams, or Seahawks. That dude panics and gets out of his play-calling rhythm. He does not establish rhythm against those teams. It just doesn't happen. He gets too scared. Um, and that's one of the things he has to work on. That's a big critique that I have, right? It's not always play-calling rhythm, but in pressure situations, it seems to be the way. Does that mean he can't correct it? Of course he can. Uh, we've seen him be in rhythm for different games. Um, it just seems like when the pressure mounts, that struggles. You can talk about the two Super Bowls, whatever. I don't care. Uh, that fits the narrative. I'm not a big narrative guy, but these are some of the legit criticisms that whenever you lose, face their ugly head and magnify to the fan base and to the media. You want to solve that? What do you have to do? You got to go out there and correct it. What do we have tomorrow? Monday night football at home where you've been trash. Whole world's going to be watching. You want to fix? You want to change those narratives? You want to stop that criticism? It's right in front of you. You got to go and answer. You got to go and overcome all of those issues that you continually put out there without correction. You got to correct it. And that's there. As Kyle Juszczyk just said, one win changes everything. One win changes everything. Go beat this team, which they can win this game. No doubt about it. Will they? It's another question. Now, right after the show Monday night, you know where you got to go. Right here, baby. This channel, 49ers Therapy. We're going to get some stuff off our chest. We're going to feel either good or bad about a win or a loss. Uh, and we're going to be in there. So I want to say thank you guys for all the support. Y'all are incredible. Uh, we got a lot more content coming this week. Obviously, we'll be putting down all the Patreon breakdowns if you want to watch every single snap of all 22. Um, break down the schemes, what went wrong, what didn't. We got that for you. Go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Subscribe there. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy your Sunday of football. No Niners. Um, and then tomorrow, Monday night, we will be together again immediately after the game. Thanks. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.